Hello everyone. Welcome to Jack's Chill Vibes. I'm your host. On this show, I have my friends come around, sit with me, have a drink, have a chat or a chinwag, like my British friends like to say. We'll talk about what's trending, we'll talk about what's not trending, we'll talk about random stuff. The overall plan is just relax, have a chat and just jam. I hope you feel the vibes. Welcome to the show. I'm a young stunner, freedom fighter. So many haters on my Instagram, on my Twitter, so many followers. Yeah, Jabi my savior on God, bad man keep me on God. Jabi my savior Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Jack's Chill Vibes. Today, I'm going to be talking about a few trending topics, and then I'm going to we're going to talk a lot about politics. I have my friends here to talk with me from Minnesota, from Texas, and from New England. Welcome, guys. How are you doing? All right, all right, all right. Good, thanks. All right. Okay. So before we before we get going, as the tradition on this show, I'm going to ask you to, to go grab a quick drink and then come back, and then we'll get the show started, okay? Okay. All right. Today I have with me Biggie. Biggie, you want to introduce yourself real quick? Um, hi, my name is Midday. Um, everyone calls me Biggie. Why? Uh, um, because um, I was 356 pounds. Wow. <laughs> or oh, I weighed 356 pounds. What are you now? Um, I, I am 200. Well, pre-COVID, <laughs> I was pre-COVID, I was 257. Now I am 270. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what so, was your plan for getting back? Ah, uh, well, I have already started getting back. It was 276 before, so yeah, okay. we're getting back. All right. Uh, yeah. Those those interview shirts were getting tight, so I had to. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah. Shay, what's good? Welcome back. How's it going? What's percolating, man? <laughs> percolating you're always, trying, you're always trying to be cool what have you been up to since we spoke last time you know cool is the name of the game man anyways 
<laughs> Can you be any more corny? <laughs> uh, life. Everything is good. Everything is good, man. How's the family? The family is good. Just uh, okay, well, last last weekend, we said we are in New Hampshire, okay, celebrating Fourth okay. of July in the White Mountains. Um, oh yeah, that's true. It was Fourth of July. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So we're back, back, back in the grind. Okay, everything's good. Great. Will, what's cracking, hey, brother? Man? How you doing? Good, man. I heard you've been entangling and stuff. <laughs> now, you know, I've been entangled, disentangled, uh, but I'm back now. I think <laughs> I think I was jobbed. Big, I was jobbed bigly. <laughs> bigly. Cool, man. Nice to have you guys on. He's been he's been jaded. <laughs> so, Biggie, what are you drinking? Um, I have here some cremas. What's that? Uh, Kremas is, um, well, the backstory is I, I married into the Haitian culture, so I see. They, they have this drink that is basically coconut milk, condensed milk, and some spices, and rum babanko. So, okay. yeah. It's, that, sounds like it's, you, that sounds like it will heal COVID. <laughs> yeah, well, it will heal COVID, and it will add a few pounds, too, so it's uh, it's one of those things I indulge myself in on special occasions, so... It's a, it's a good drink to, you know, to chill with Jags with. So. <laughs> nice one, nice one, nice one. Sean. Shay, sorry. Shay Boogie, get it right. Shay Boogie, what are you drinking, bro? So we have uh, just cider, hard cider. Okay, okay. Keeping um, it simple. Will, tell me again, is it is it water and ice this time again? No, this time it's it's a little it's a little better than the last time. So I have, I'm all the way down in Japan today with some apple juice and sake. Okay, sake yeah, is that I, is yeah, that Japanese I, wine I, I thing, right? That, what? That's sake is Japanese wine. Yeah, well, it's Japanese hard liquor. It's hard okay. liquor. It's like, like in nice. in Asian parlance, you call that ogogoro. Right. So um I I randomly tried it with apple juice one day and it went down pretty well. So I've been, okay. been doing that. Well me, I have a concussion. I have water, I have lemonade, and I have some California rose that someone left in my house. I mix it up, I put some ice and it tastes good. Cheers, guys. Cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> All right, let's get the party started. So we have a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about politics and a few other things. But first, I like us to, I mean, it will be improper to start any conversation this week without talking about Will and Jada and entanglements. I watched, I woke up on, what day, Saturday of, I'm not even sure, and I just saw so much talk, and I saw that there was a red table thing, and I watched it real quick, and it was just interesting. I feel like, it felt like natural, like that, I don't know, it kind of felt like, I don't know if, if I could say it was scripted or not, but it was just interesting to watch. Um, I'll, let, I'll, I'll like to hear your thoughts. Will, what do you think? <laughs> you know... No, it's I, only right to start with you, Will. I went through all the phases of anger, irritation, oh. disgust <laughs> at the whole thing. So my, my, my first thought was, is, is Will crazy, right? Um, and then the next thought was, okay, maybe he did something to her that made her go out. Um, and then I went to the phase of, wait, wait a minute, this guy's 20-something years old. She's 40-something years old. That's 20 years between them. 
Will, if this were reversed, will Smith is twenty something. No, no. Oh, Jada, Jada. Oh, oh, Jada is like the boy. The boy. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's twenty-seven. She's forty-six. Almost twenty years between them. Um, If this had been Will and a twenty-something-year-old girl, would would we be giving him? Would would we be making excuses for him? You know. So I went through that phase, and then the final phase was, I think I've just been jogged. I spent my entire (laughs) weekend talking about this with my friends rather than talking about more, you know, constructive stuff. These people basically had my attention for 48 good hours. And here we are again. That's a lot of money <laughs> they've had in the whole world. I mean, I think yeah. in the first 24 hours, that video got 50 million views on Facebook wow. alone. Mm-hmm. Was um, it just, wait, what, the one I watched was three minutes. Was it, was that the full video or was there more? It, it was more than that. I think it was probably yeah, it was longer six than or that, eight so. or something like that. Oh, I watched for four minutes. Okay, okay. So yeah. I haven't seen the full thing. Okay. Yeah. Was a, was a Shay, any thoughts? Uh, it's it's interesting for me. I think uh, I guess you can call me open-minded. I'm like, hey, it's working for them. It was what's my own business. Is it working? I mean, we've all known they they um they they live in that open. They have an open. Is it open marriage? Is that what they call it these days? So, and the, I mean, don't fall for that open marriage thing. They yeah. clarified that a few years ago. Well, I mean, she found she was at she got herself in an entanglement or whatever verb you want to use. So, I don't know. Man. Will is fine with it. He still loves her, and they're working it out. Well, he said, he said, he said, he said he still <laughs> loves her. You never know. <laughs> Biggie, any thoughts? Oh well, um, I I have always been uh, a cynic when it comes to um entertainers and their relationships like sometimes i feel it's one media handler that's telling them to act wild and act all that so i ignored the whole thing when it first started some weeks ago when august first came out and was saying all sorts of things so i ignored it and then even up till the red table talk i still ignored that the next day i woke up to so many memes and all that so it was the memes that like i just couldn't ignore the memes the memes were so yeah. funny <laughs> there was one that they showed august junk and they were like this is why jada had to free herself for many entanglements and all that. So, <laughs> so those so those things were so funny and all that then like um i saw facebook posts um you know including one of uh wilson's that that um they said uh, um, when they said uh, if it was Will that that did this, that how would the reaction be? So I was like, okay, let me assume this is even real. Let, let me get rid of my cynicism and say, okay, imagine if it was real. The level of hypocrisy on social media is ridiculous. Like I'm seeing so many of this. I have a lot of like uh, feminist friends, and they are like, oh well, it's all you know. Will has uh, sorry. Jada is showing her power. It's been a long time since women have had the rights to do stuff like this. And then uh, she, they don't even know why Jada is trying to explain that men that she's never explained and all that. I'm like, okay, fine. One or two comments that I made, I'm like, okay, fine. Men don't have to explain themselves. I have no problem with that. But I called out one of them because she kept on saying we have to cancel Clinton. Like she has been saying cancel Bill, Bill Clinton for five or six years now. Yeah. I'm like, Bill Clinton slept with Monica. He was not trying to help Monica. She was an intern. She was basically helping herself in the White House. <laughs> so he took advantage. He took advantage of, of her, and he was bad for that. 
they gave him a pass because back then it was acceptable. Now that it's not acceptable, everybody is like saying what he did is wrong, what he did is wrong. So if you now transport the cancel bill, Clinton thing to what Jada did, like then you can't really excuse what she did. But I'm like, anyway, I'm like, that's just, you know, an intellectual argument. Yeah, like, but, but I guess... People are not talking intellect, it's emotion. So I'm just like... So let me say, anyway. so, so for me, I think I'm consistent. What Bill Clinton did, you can't judge anybody. Think we're human beings, things happen. You can't judge anybody. Why not? Why not? <laughs> things happen, man. Like, okay, Bill you Clinton. I think I think you can judge anyone, but go on. I don't know. I, I so, just it is like, you know, I think well, as I said, you're working out your own salvation. Remove the speck in your eye before you start taking my friend. This is a secular show. No, I'm being I'm using religious um because even your religion says it doesn't say don't judge. It says judge not that you may not be judged. For if you judge, you'll be judged by the same measure that you are judging. So he's saying if you judge, Careful. just know that you are, you are same, liable to be judged. Standards. Exactly. Yeah, the, same, the same standards. Because I know, I know guys like to quote just the first part. Judge, don't judge me. You don't know my story. You don't know what I'm going through. All these things. Those are the things when you say when you're trying to get out of rubbish. <laughs> so yes, but go on. Make your point. Is that what you no, want I'm to just, say? That we shouldn't judge. No, I'm just saying I'm cons- I'm consistent for Bill. But, but you know what's interesting? What, what, you, what something that you guys haven't mentioned is the fact that it looked like they were at a place where Will said do whatever, and it looks like Will did something too. Exactly. So so that's yeah, but... and, and that's now getting into the realm of speculation, right? No, he said uh, that though. He said it. He didn't say he. They were separated. Yes. Did he go? Are philandering? I don't know that to be true. Wait, you remember doing the red table? Um, he said, "I'm going to get you back." Then so she said, I, "Oh, <laughs> I think you already did. I think you already did." And he said, "All right, no, no, all right." No, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly the way you interpreted it. Until I listened to it again, what he was trying to convey at the point was, "I am going to fight to get you back for myself, not I'm going so? to get you back." tit for tat. No, that wasn't what it is. But I interpreted okay. that I interpreted that statement as tit for tat the first time I listened to it. Um, do, but, do but, to, I'm, I'm not sure you know. But, but my point though is yeah. um, we, even though even though he said I will get you back, let's assume that saying tit for tat. It means yeah. it's something he will do. Not something no, no. Does. but then she, she replied and said, I think you already did. And he said, alright, alright, you're right. You're right, you're right. So, so he, but here's the thing though. Yeah. I, 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 that's all speculation, right? He hasn't confessed to anything. So I'm not going to say he has done something we haven't found out. I will judge them on the merit of what we know. Don't judge, and don't judge, don't judge. If, <laughs> <laughs> I already did this like 20 different ways. If, yeah. if you're going to say a senator in Nigeria or a governor in Nigeria who is in his 60s cannot marry a you know, a 19-year-old girl who is consenting to that relationship. Yeah. Then you have to use the same measure for the women who do the same thing, right? So if a woman is going after a girl, a guy who is 20 years younger, what's good enough for the goose is good enough for the gander. So you can't say, oh, well, well I'm going to give this, I'm not gonna, I'm going to give this woman a pass because men do it. Mm-mm. No, that's not the equality you're fighting for as a feminist. 
but yeah. But then again, <laughs> feminists are not fighting for equality. I but what's wrong with a twenty-year-old? I feel like you, when you're over eighteen, you have enough brains. No, you might... I have. Sorry, I have no problem with what Jada did per the age and the cheating and 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 things like that. The problem is like this guy was supposed to be vulnerable. I am telling you that we would have been sharing Castle Smith, Destroy Smith, Evil Smith, if it was like Willow that brought one of our emotionally compromised friends was to, to Will to nurture and then Will now slept with her and then he now came to have a red ah. table. Uh, we'll be like mm. the goal, the patriarchy of the whole thing, the shamelessness yeah. of yeah. the. They will cancel, they will burn, they will do everything. Right that is why me, I'm like always like. Sometimes my the way I respond to things, people are like, "Your heart is not really in this." I'm like, "No, it's not that my heart is not really in this." There are times the way the things flip. I remember when the Kavanaugh thing happened. I was like, "Hmm, you must hear both of them sides, even Kavanaugh side." That, you know? People were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, if this thing flips around, it's not going to be funny. And lo and behold, it flipped around for Biden. And all of a sudden, we were interested in Joe Biden's side. I'm like, that is the way so, things happen. So you always have to, like, you carry sense into this, things like this. <laughs> always carry sense. You have to be very, very careful. Always carry sense. So I'm, I'm telling people the same thing. They're throwing their weights around this matter like, yes, nothing is wrong. Mm-mm. Say it is understandable. Don't say it is not wrong. Say you understand what Jada did and everything, but don't say it's not wrong. Can I I add one point to what uh, Biggie just said? So Biggie took it. I took the reverse position of what he took. So for me, I was vocally against Kavanaugh. Because, you know, and maybe it's the believe women thing that brought me in, you know, to the whole thing. If I'm going to believe the woman that came out against, you know, Brett Kavanaugh saying, you know, he, he was she, he was inappropriate with her in college. Then I have to apply that same measure for the woman who came out against Biden. Mm-hmm. And I came out vocally against, you know, for that too, to say, where is the media and their criticism of Biden when a woman comes out, of, you know, against him? And there was no sound from anybody. They completely ignored it. And I said, well, at least I'm being consistent. And the, these folks are apparently not. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think we've I think we've mitigated the case enough. Um, in my opinion, whatever. I'm not bothered one way or the other. I think they'll be fine. Though I think that we might hear in a bit that they are they are divo- they are having a divorce, but who knows? All right. Next thing I want to talk about is Hush Puppy. Mr. Raman or Raman, whatever his name is. Igbalode. That is I mean like that's actually a really I, I don't know, a cool story in quotes. He's lived his life on social media. I actually went back to his Instagram and looked at him from the very first post. And you could see the progression. He was already he was already wearing fancy clothes, not too much, just like a regular boy in university. I, I, I don't know if it was university, but you know how we're in university and we're trying to dress up good. And then he started going up, started seeing flashes of Gucci. Then he started seeing some Chanel, then Louboutin, then Louis Vuitton. Then Gucci consistently, then the number started increasing from like one Louis Vuitton, you see four, then cars, then jets, then just flexing watches. I mean, it's really crazy. And then what I don't understand is if, well, I guess if if you're living an illegal life 
and you're making money, you want to floss your money, right? You don't want to live. You want. You don't want to have money and just be quiet. You don't. You don't have money and just be quiet. So I just wonder, how do you do you think that you will never be caught? As in, do they feel so larger than life? I, I just can't figure it out. What do you guys think? Uh, I think it's a two it's a two part uh, two part thing. Um, I think he in particular always desired a celebrity life. So um, part of it was that he wanted to show off his wealth, like um, celebrity and all that. Um, unlike the other guy, the Cosmos, or what's the other guy's name, that went into entrepreneurship, into pseudo entrepreneurship. Like, Mumfa. No, not Mumfa. Another guy, another guy years ago. No, one other guy that was arrested uh, Woodbury. last year. Not Woodbury. This guy does, he has his... He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flag, he got the BBC award or so yeah, for yeah. his entrepreneurship. Like that other one. Oh, that guy. So yeah, that other one was 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 never flashy. I think he, that one's desire was just money and respect. Hush Puppy's own was he wanted to be a celebrity. That's part of it, and he showed up that part. I think another part of it is that laundry money is a, is a bit tighter these days. So like you have to really buy stuff and then move that stuff to resell or buy you have to buy assets in order to be able to move money. Not that, just move uh, money around, clean uh, money. Yeah. yeah. And I and I think where he messed up was, like that. was when he decided that he was going to make America the victim. Yeah. I think that's where everything yeah. went. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So in, in my opinion though, I am gonna take the two parts um that uh, Biggie just discussed. I think I agree with the um, the celebrity part. He definitely is one of those guys that really craves, you know, fame, attention. craves attention, craves people giving him that. He wanted that celebrity lifestyle. On the on the flip side of that, though, he knows that he couldn't be moving hundreds of millions of dollars electronically without being monitored. If he's smart enough to, you know, scam people of that money. He should be smart enough to know he's being watched. And I think at his subconscious level, he knows that his time is very limited. Every single, you know, large-scale criminal, yeah. at some point, the law came down on them. So he figured, well, I'm going to move this money. I'm flossing right now. Oh, well, yeah. Live a good life. Enjoy it. So that when the law comes calling, at least I had a good time. Yeah. So that's why I think he was just putting it off. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to live big and then they'll come calling and I'll be done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's this um, hip hop saying that uh, if you ball, ball hard and ball to you fall. Mm -hmm. So so I'm guessing it was balling to he felt like you won't ball hard to you fall. So that's what he did. It's so clear they've been watching him for a while and planning because the way they they had a video shoot Man, Catching like, him, it was like, like how proper. Do you, how do I mean, we didn't have those videos shoots? for Oba, for summer. We didn't have, we had, yeah. we had night vision. We didn't have. It was so clear. It just looked, it just looked so different. I want to bet you, Hush loved every minute of that arrest. <laughs> Probably, possibly, <laughs> international man of fame. He loved it. Yeah. I mean, he would give you the hard look and the angry look, but I think deep down he was like, yeah. Do you guys do you guys, do you guys think he comes out in twenty years or you think it'll be longer? Um, if he fights it, it's gonna be longer. 
if he pleads a deal, if he pleads guilty and he takes the, yeah, he takes the deal and everything, he'll be he'll be given a 20, 25 year sentence. He's out in 10. Like it's and a, a good a financial crime. Yeah, it's Woodbury that I'm not sure even no matter how he pleads because what? he converted a lot of the money, like 19 or 20 million out of all what he stole. He converted it to Bitcoin. So just because he did, he died, yeah, he's going to be watched till he dies. They're going to watch him till he dies. If they release him, they'll keep him somewhere. They might give him a lengthy parole and keep him. Why is that? Why is that? Why is that peculiar? I don't really understand. Because he's kept all the money in bitcoins. There's no way to retrieve okay, okay. The, the assets from him. So there's no restitution. It means if you release him and let him go, he can just go to one island and then get back all his money. So they will just it, keep it him. Has a, a give him yeah. They will give him a 45 year, they will give him like a 45 year term. He'll be out of he'll be out on parole in eleven and then he will now be in the US. They won't let him leave the US. They will just keep him somewhere. He'll be on probation for the remaining 30 years. So when yeah, he's become an American like, citizen. Yeah, they'll be like, when you are 70, yeah, go That's and spend bad. the money as an old man. So wait, do you think um um Hush Puppy comes out and still rich he still has money somewhere or you think he's done uh, yeah, TED Talks he's going to talk about how he was able to steal 500 million and people will be inviting <laughs> him to come and talk yeah people will be inviting him okay. to come and talk about cyber security anti-fishing stuff my, my like question the way is, I was able to get people is it like the biggest cyber criminal of our times uh, well he he will rank amongst the highest like because of the way um, if 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 they said he stole five hundred million, then yes, he'll be one of the cyber. He won't be he won't he won't be like the biggest financial fraud guy. Like you have executives that are, that's that's that have done worse. But for like um, fraud, like stealing money, hacking into emails, and like transferring money, he should be one of the top ten people. I think. Yeah, it's, it's just interesting. Um, and did you see that he he had a video call with Davido from jail? Really? I, yeah. I, I, oh wow! I I didn't know that was from jail. I saw I saw a, a snippet of that. I didn't know it was from. Jail. Yeah, it was a live Instagram video. Davido was saying, "Ah, for now, you know, you, you can't change. You can't change clothes anymore. Now you, you're probably very uncomfortable." Oh, wow. Yeah, that was interesting. Anyway, wow. all right, let's get let's get let's get to business. Wow. Yeah. All right. So let's get to politics. Let's get to the fun. Uh, first of all, I want to I want to ask about um how you felt. I know this is a this is a long while ago. I just want just a few seconds to tell me how you felt when Trump won the election. I'll, I'll start. I was watching it in a friend's house, and you know how the results come in in trickles, yeah, and how there's one annoying guy. Now the guy's annoying to me because he broke my heart. One annoying guy at CNN on the board saying, we're projecting this and just drawing lines and drawing lines and telling what's the guy's name? It's Denabashi's ex, John, I don't know his John name. King. John King. Yeah, drawing, just breaking our hearts and showing us how he's won Texas. And he just came, he just keep, at first I was excited, then it, around 9, 10, it became obvious that this is over. And then he won. For that whole week, I was I actually had a heavy heart. Like literally, I was my heart was heavy. I'd never felt that way before. I can't remember feeling that way. <laughs> and it was just a tough week. 
I just first of all, I was I don't know why who I be. I was jealous that this guy is going to be in charge of America. He's going to be walking out of the Rose Garden and just be the guy who's. It was just offensive to me. I didn't. I wasn't even thinking of how racism will become huge and stuff. I was just thinking of it's like you've given it's like you've given your daughter to a bad boy to marry. That's how I felt. Like this guy is going to take control. Yeah. How did you feel, Will? You know, I, so I was, the night that he won, it was a Tuesday night. And back then I was actually working um, late uh, at, the, at the health center. Um, so I, you know, I would see a patient and go back to the doctor's room and I would kind of go on my phone and, you know, watch some video. And I, so I, I leave the clinic at about nine. So that night at about 8.30, you know, the results had started trickling in and Trump was leading in the electoral college, you know, vote count. And at that point, there's this one guy, this one doctor amongst, I think maybe about eight of us, <laughs> yeah. who was a, you know, a vocal, publicly known Trump supporter. Happens to be an immigrant from Venezuela, I think. Yeah. And this guy was just laughing and, you know, telling us, I told you it was going to win. I told you it was going to win. And I was just angry at this guy. Like, I wanted to punch his face <laughs> into the wall. Um, but generally, I, I, I think by the time I got home, like 10 o'clock, you know, they had called it or maybe, or maybe close to calling it. But I knew there was no coming back for Hillary at that point. And I thought to myself, geez, a douchebag just won the presidency by being a douchebag. Like and it crystallized for me everything that America is right now. Mm. That the average white American, you know, and this is me, you know, at that point being... Um, a little excessively emotional. I was like, this average white American is a douchebag, you know? Yeah. And that douchebaggery <laughs> won this guy the election. I know I had no words as such as douchebaggery, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> win the White House on a platter, you know? And that just annoyed me for like a week and a half. And then yeah. I recovered him like, yeah, you're gonna That's be all right. Done. I'll how tell you how you? I felt. Yeah. I was I was sick. I thought I was going to pass out. <laughs> I was in, I was in, uh, one of our mutual friends at a place, TK. It was, it was not my neighbor. We were there together. Yeah. We're all there together. And I was, I was in disbelief and shock. I, I, I was so, I was so sick. I was like, honestly, I was sick. I, I went off social media because I just couldn't believe what, what had happened. It was like shell shock, you know? Yeah. And I was just, I don't know. It's just this it was one of the saddest moments in my life, actually, because I'm like, we're we're screwed, yeah. and, and and okay, we and I, and I haven't. I mean, I'm not been shocked or surprised by anything that's happened in the past four years. Yeah, so. I think he's had a good run, Biggie. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, um, I I was very suspicious of um, Trump. Every time I always said, "Oh, he was not going to win," and it was more of a prayer. And not mm. it was more <laughs> of a prayer. It was more of a prayer, like positive confession. Yeah. Because like I was on a work visa and I knew all the people that were pushing politically for this guy to win, like some of his policies, some of the things that they wanted, some of these um freedom caucus guys and all that, some of the things they were pushing. And I knew that you no, know, they were they were because they were his 
they were evil, they were him they were his most vocal supporters i knew that they would have like straight line open door policy to him like he was yeah, going to yeah, open yeah. up his doors to them so mm-hmm. all their policies i felt they were going to be passed immediately he won so that night i think i was coming back from from uh work when it still seemed as if henry had it had it had a chance i was following nate silver on twitter and all those things so by 7 30 when it seemed as if you know like nate said one or two things that it's looking so bad now that he does not think hillary has enough votes to win this and that she might yet win the popular vote but that's not what takes the, yeah. the seats i just switched off my phone <laughs> i went to the bathroom i took 45 uh, meals 45 tablets no 45 meals of <laughs> of uh of um uh, talenor with uh of talenor pm you know so the sudafed will knock me out <laughs> so i took it i like i was not going to be able to sleep i knew that i was not going to be able to sleep. i took it and i slept very nicely woke up well you still woke up yeah i woke up like late 9 a.m i suppose that was work resumption time i woke up 9 a.m i in fact i don't know why i went to work because when I when I got to work, it was as if like the head of the establishment died, and like <laughs> you know, because like the establishment is quite liberal, so not liberal because of the politics, but liberal because of the people they cater to. Yeah. So like it was as if everyone some some people did not come to work. Next thing I open an email, like they know some people are feeling distraught now. So if they if the heads of the department can want to give people like half days or something or give people time wow. to recoup themselves that they understand what is going on. I realized that it, they later said that because one of the executives actually took ill because of the results. That's how bad it, <laughs> it was. Wow. And it's because these people knew the things that were going to happen. It's as if they knew. Uh-uh. Like I, I had a friend that was saying, be prepared for the guys. The guy got it bang on the spot. He was like, funny enough, he's in Canada now. He said, be prepared, be prepared for four years, at least four years of incredible gaslighting, of incredible lies, of them twisting the narrative that there's not going to be any truth. You are going to suffer, and people are going to make it. People are going to get very rich off your pain that believe it's going to happen as going to happen like joke like joke he said oh that he is going to canada i thought it was a joke he was telling me and somebody else that is now in canada too he was telling that he's going to canada that this is going to get worse yeah. he was also on a student visa anyway so he, so he was also on a work visa so he was like he is not going to wait for him to, to be kicked out so he left so like i my own my own fear was just that what does this mean for me yeah, and my personally. status in the u.s personally that was what caused my own anxiety well, and i think like, it's, worked, it's worked out yeah everything Come has on. worked out so yeah ah, but, America, but, what no, is, no. but what he said is still what that friend told me that it still speaks still today like like yeah. the, especially the gaslighting that like he said it he made me look up what gaslighting meant he made me look it up then and like it's exactly what he what he predicted okay okay fast forward four years how do you feel i'm going to start again for me personally for many reasons if trump wins again i'm not really going to be sad or anything 
I've, I've overcome all, all those stages of my life. I actually went through a lot in that first six months of his win. Professionally, professionally, I, I witnessed racism, or I call it jealousism, like jealousy, racism mixed together. And jealousism. Had, yeah, jealousy. <laughs> I, I actually had to quit a job because it was just too much. It was just too much. But now, for a few, for many reasons, I, I I really don't care. Well, I shouldn't say this. I care, but if he wins, it's not going to be the end of the world, in my opinion. But I'll let you guys take the... What, what do you think, Will? You know, for me, um, he's, he, financially, economically, I've not been hurt by Trump. Yeah. He passed his... Um, tax cut, I think maybe a first, maybe first year, second year. Um, I think that was 20. Anyway, when I looked at my paycheck after the tax cut was passed, it, my pay went up 60 something dollars per paycheck. So that's what, maybe $120, $130 a month. Extra. Big deal. Um, I haven't lost my job, you know, um, even through COVID, I've been fine. So even if he wants, wins again, it would not impact me economically. Yeah. However, the quality of life has really gone down. You know, people have been more afraid than usual than I typically am. Uh, people, and maybe, maybe, maybe it's me being hypersensitive because I've seen too much, you know, in the news, on the media, you know, social media. But generally speaking, everywhere I go now, it's like I'm super fearful that someone might come out um but people 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 are so emboldened now so because of that you know boldness that they feel to come out and be overtly racist you know i tend to calculate where am i gonna go you know am i supposed to go to tyler if there's anything that if i have if i can circumvent that place that i wouldn't go there there are certain parts of texas that i would just not bother going to what's tyler what what's tyler Tyler is a town next to, to where okay. I live. Um, you know, so there, there's so many calculations that are, are running like, you know, underground software in my mind, mm -hmm. basically trying to keep me at peace with society, you know, from a, from a avoidance of evil standpoint, you know, <laughs> do I go to that mall? No, maybe I go to this one because this one is in cowboy territory. Therefore I could get shot or I could get, you know, racially profiled. So I'm constantly running that in my mind. And, you know, there are some convenience stores, some grocery stores that I wouldn't go because they are in certain neighborhoods. You yeah. know, so, that, and, and that's, that's really the only thing that I, the only thing I feel would negatively impact me is that people are now more, they're feeling more confident and more, you know, empowered to come out and be all up in your face. I guess where you live makes a difference. Where you live. Now you carry your bag, go Texas. Nobody chase you. Yeah, well, you know, my company took me here. What, what can I say? Oh, okay, okay. Okay, Shay, what do you think? How do you feel four years later? Well, I still feel the same way. Still sad, <laughs> heartbroken. Yeah, but um, I guess I'm over it now. But I'm, very, I'm, I'm usually optimistic and I'm hoping things will change for the better. Okay. November 2020. We'll get to that. Let's we'll not get. Let's not, let's not but, get to it. Anyways, I'm I'm hopeful, but again, maybe I need to prepare myself and not be openly optimistic. Um, but 
I get like in along the lines of what uh, I know said. I th- honestly, I think living in a blue state helps. I don't think I need to think. Th- I mean, I'm not really. I don't think about where I go. Unfortunately, okay, the my New Hampshire trip. I was uh, I encountered a few, <laughs> a few people that that uh, I was a little bit shocked. So let me tell you this: I, I went into the liquor store, right? And I wanted, I guess, a bottle of wine. And I was asking the lady who worked there, like, hey, can I get a bottle of wine? Where can I get the bottle of wine? And she just ignored me. And I was obviously very, I wasn't, like, speaking softly. She just straight up ignored me and looked very visibly angry. And I was talking to her. I was like, <laughs> I was confused. So I asked the guy next to me, like, did you hear me? He said, yeah, he heard, he heard what I said. That He said, let's just leave the store. This is like in White Mountains, New Hampshire. So, I mean, obviously, some people are just pissed off and they think they can just ignore you. Um, I guess that, I I don't know. But I think... I actually went to a store in New Hampshire, a a restaurant, right? And I was just waiting to be seated. And they just kept looking at me. They kept passing like nothing. One of them even came to the stand and was looking for one of these things that they put the check inside to go give. And they didn't they didn't say anything to me. And I just left. I'm like, okay, looks like nobody cares. So I just walked out. I didn't, How long were you there for? In in the restaurant. Yes, yeah, sitting down. I, I, I no, I was standing there, you know where you where they say wait for wait to be seated. Yeah. I stood there for like seven minutes at least. And there were people walking by, people sit, saw me standing and I just I just stood there. But I just wow. walked, I just left. But yeah, I don't want to attribute. Uh, yeah, I don't like to make assumptions, but whatever. Yeah, I'm not making assumptions, but I mean, when you experience things like that, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's going on? But I mean, oh, I think I, overall, I think in Massachusetts we're fine, to be honest with you. So yeah, it's a bit better. What do you think, um, um, Big? Uh well, um, what's your state of mind? Yeah, for me, let me first say that um, if Trump wins, I'll be disappointed, but I will not be shocked again. Like. If he wins, is um, I'll just accept it that this is what America wants. That even after all what has all what has happened, a huge amount of people still come out to vote for him. Then it is what the country wants, especially if he now wins by a larger margin or wins the popular vote. Then we just accept it that this is what the country wants and this is the president that everybody, sorry, that most, that the majority wants. And I will stick, be, um, I will accept that result um, nicely, uh, as as nicely as I can. Um, what I want to point out is that um, this thing, um, you can imagine all these things that People are saying now that uh, racists are more vocal and and, 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 and and all that. I'm somewhat glad that he won because if Hillary had won, these people would have been hiding their voices under political uh, statements. They would have been hiding this racism. It's like they wanted to bring out this racism under Obama. That's a good point. They started selling it as just because I oppose Obama doesn't mean I'm a racist. I'm just a conservative. I'm a Republican. It is it's the it's the ideology I don't like. It's the increase in spending. It's the increase in tax. That's what I don't like. It's the increased militarism. It's the double speak. It's the lies. It's the un-Americanism. It's the tyranny. That's what I don't like. It's not the fact that he's black or anything. So when Trump now comes and does exactly these things that you hate, you were like, it's America, he's the president, he has a right to do so. 
what changed it's not just the party that it's the it's the color of the person right. that's that's doing all these things yeah. and the fact that people are so emboldened to now say oh go back to your country we want to make english the official language don't speak spanish don't do this don't do that all these guys will have been hiding if trump had not won will have been living you know in a post obama presidency now oh racism is gone racism is dead I did not see, I did not know that, you no, know, a statement like Black Lives Matter could bring out so much vitriol and anger in people. Like, it's the kind of anger it brings out is ridiculous. That I don't even think white power brings out that kind of anger in me. Like, when mm. somebody shouts white power, I don't get that kind of anger. I'm looking at you, like, look at this broke person shouting white power. What has the white power done for you? Like, <laughs> What has it done for you? You are shouting white power. You are cutting my grass. You are shouting white power. Like, <laughs> what has that done for you? But you now go and post Black Lives Matter. People are getting angry. They drive 20 miles to come and rip messages off. like, what kind of mentality is that? So we're going yeah. to see more, more of that kind of thing if uh, Trump wins. The only fear I have is that you can see a man that is this desperate for re-election. And he's making the kind of mistakes he's making. He has this devil make attitude. He has this burn it down. Now imagine if he wins and doesn't have to run for re-election. Oh my God. The kind of attitude he may have. Like that's when oh. it, that's when a worse virus than COVID will come. You'll be like, nah, I don't care. It's a hoax. It's yeah. killing people. It's killing everybody. It's like, well, I'm not running for okay, election. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop you run. there because we're going to get to this. Can I add one more thing to what, you know, Biggie just said. So you know, we still have a while to go on this discussion. Yeah. Okay, okay, go on. Let me hear. To the point about him him winning, I think one of the things we've really underestimated in this American politics is that is the power of white women. And if you go yeah. back in history and look right from the time of slavery, mm-hmm. through emancipation, through segregation, right, all the way through the civil rights movement till today the white women have been the people who have held a significant chunk of the voting power. And yes. a lot of them have shaped, have been responsible for shaping the narrative, especially on the conservative and white power side. What do I mean by that? So if you look at history books in America and the curriculum that are taught in schools, who do you think codified that? White women. If you look at the history of races, the history of race in this country, the history of the Confederacy, who wrote all those books? The Daughters of the Confederacy. Mm. White women. And so white women, and if you look at the people who voted Trump in, one of the biggest voting blocks he got was, was white, women. white women. So they have been complicit in this degradation of this society. They, they, they can't absolve themselves of that responsibility. They mm. can't. That's, 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 you know, as evidenced by Amy Cooper in Central Park. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to ask you guys some questions now, right? I, I want us to look at the the field, the the um, should I say contestants, the aspirants that we've had. Is there anyone that you had high hopes in that you thought would be the better choice? I, I just want you to tell me a name and why, Biggie. Um, that response is nuanced. Because me, I like the personality of Sanders, but he was not going to win with what he was selling because Americans don't like hearing the truth. 
So my my selfishness to get my selfishness to get Trump out made me stand with Biden. My sure. selfishness that you have to get him out first. We'll handle the other final right. details later. Yes. But get him out first. So I I believe that Biden was the best person. You know, he's the kind of like you know when juice is is not too sweet, it's not too sour, it's not too tangy. Exactly. So everybody, everybody can enjoy the juice. Exactly. So that's the kind of thing I remember. Biden is. So let me, not, yeah. let me let me let me piggyback off of um, Jags. Remember, we had this conversation several times, right? Yep. We said what America needs is a Biden. And I think yeah. you're right. I mean, it's the truth. And mm-hmm. honestly, I stuck with him. I'm like, this guy is, we need a safe, a safe white guy. You need, you need a appeal, white older a, guy. Old guy that appeals. And the fact yeah, that he's exactly. And unfortunately for Trump, or Trump. Honestly, I believe they said, oh, the polls change. I believe the polls. You know, he's leading in tech. Biden is leading in Texas. No, right? no, I don't I don't want us to let's we're going to get to Biden and Trump. I want I just want you to tell me. So you're saying that you you never really fancied anyone else. It was just Biden. It was or... Biden. Okay, it was Biden. Well, what'd you say? For me, the the you know, I'm right there with, with Biggie. My number one candidate was Bernie Sanders. So ben, Bernie had all the policy line items that I cared deeply about that I thought if we implemented in this country, this country would actually be better. Mm -hmm. However, he didn't have the looks. He didn't have the posture. He didn't have the the voice and the swag to carry that vote. He just didn't. Um, You know, all those things, however fleeting they may be, they matter a great deal, especially to white women. Um, So, and and I said to myself, Okay, fine. Even if I don't get my desired guy, I will throw everything in for the guy on the Democratic side who gets it. You know, and I will do whatever I can, you know, you know, to to make sure that guy is elected. You know, whether it's tweets, whether it's you know, volunteering, um, you know, carrying signs on this at the industry. I mean, I wouldn't carry it here though. I'll probably <laughs> go down to Austin because if I did it here, the Cowboys would probably shoot me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, like black guy, was... Democrat. <laughs> Yeah. Sign on the street. <laughs> Civil <laughs> wars are sweeter back. when you are ruling. So, yeah. when you have when you have the power, infighting is sweeter. Like there's a lot of infighting in the Republican Party on the lower level, but you don't get to hear of those things because power is sweet. They are the ones in charge. So yeah. somebody just unites everybody and they quickly pass something. They they go back to their lower level squabbles. Like when you are reading news about all these primaries. You hear primaries between a conservative guy on the Freedom Caucus. These guys on the Freedom Caucus, that's the most conservative part of the conservatives. He, <laughs> officiated, he officiated a gay marriage. And because of that, he lost primaries to another conservative that was just as crazy as him, a QAnon believer, a an ex an ex-racist but still embraces white power movement and you know all these kind of things that like it's now crazy versus crazier you have these fights in in uh, in the uh, amongst the republicans but that seat belongs to they said that county that uh district belongs to republicans so they can afford to have those those kind of fights and that's what i always say like be in charge first. We can afford to f- have a far left and a center left and a timid left fight 
when the president is a Democrat, the Senate is run by Democrats, and the Congress is Democrat. Okay. The fight will be sweeter. <laughs> okay. I'm going to challenge you guys now. This is a big challenge. Get ready for it. I need you guys to tell me. I'm going to start with you, Will. What do you think is Trump's finest moment so far? Finest moment. Yes. Give <laughs> me a quick segue. That's a challenge. Back on track, but I want to. No, I already have. I already have mine. So. Okay. I think his finest moment will go back to the 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 period between winning and actually getting sworn in. Um, that would probably be his, in my opinion, his finest moments, um, because he was not campaigning. Right. And he was not trying to push any policy issues. He was just, you know, coasting to get into office. And so we had none of these political rancor. He wasn't tweeting conspiracy theories. He was sort of a, he was the quintessential presidential guy that we, we wanted. President elect. So, so you are saying in the last six years, the, finest moment. the, the moment most quiet part of his life is the best part of his life so far. Yeah. The moment he got into office, he was triggered. You know, by the by the by the house, and that just you know turned things around for the worse. Biggie, what says you? Uh, my own, his finest moment was the tax cuts that he passed. Like that thing prevented, because no matter what people say, that there was a recession that was looming, and people were trying to force the recession earlier. Because like a lot of people were like, let's have this recession and get over with it. Like yeah. there were a lot of people predicting that they should that the Fed should actually trigger. I'm telling you that there were so many things the economists were saying out there that let's trigger a recession so we have it and get over it. But you know, passing his tax cuts allowed people to get more money, allowed uh, more uh, well, it it's it prevented a recession. The problem, the only so what he did was a good thing. The problem was that the people that benefited were greedy so they couldn't help themselves but beat themselves so they squandered all 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 what was gained from that but you know that to me that was just his 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 finest moment that is the economy if a good economy gets me reelected and fine let's have a good economy but that one what he did then was it was slightly damaging but it was not as damaging as what he has done about the economy since then, but yeah, so to me, that's that was his finest moment. He's, he's had no fine moments as far as I'm concerned. Not if I hold a gun to your head and tell me, I, I didn't say fine moment, I said fi- well, finest of the worst. There's always, yeah, that I mean, the least worst will count as his, yeah, own, yeah, exactly. As his finest, nothing. No, nothing, think as the least worst thing, like you, okay, he has done many worst, he has done many bad things, think of ah, the least worst thing. The least worst, I can't think of it. Even, even passing the first step act. No, nothing, nothing at all. It's some, let me, it's take, that's something the Obama administration was already... Yeah, there we go, uh-huh. there we go. Everything so, always goes back to Obama. Yep, yep. Okay, tell me his worst moment for you. One, just one. I know you can count. For me? Yeah, sure. Easy now, COVID mishandling it shows his incompetent. Listen, I can go on and on and on about this. The guy is so incompetent, he's so divisive. This, like, oh my god, where do I start? So, 
all you have to do, your job is simple just as a leader. You can't, uh, you, can't start, world. you can't start no. anywhere. It's every day. There's something it's that every you day. Did, so you can't start. Every freaking day. All you have to do is lead this country, bring people together, and tell them that wear your freaking mask, social distance, no. But because he's he's chosen to make this pandemic political, he's look look at look at look at look at where we are today. Canada, on the other hand, is going down. Europe is going down. So you think it's all his fault? It is. It is. Okay. Yeah, okay. he lost. He lost the message. It is. hundred percent his fault. hundred percent his fault. Okay. I hate the guy, man. Okay, I'm take, sorry. Have, take a drink. Take a drink. Relax. Mm. Will. He's actually relaxed. I think his his worst <clears throat> his worst moment, in my opinion, was when he called. Um, I think I have to, but I'll say that when he called um, the the COVID pandemic a Democrat hoax, I think that was his worst moment because it didn't only, so you can politicize everything else. You can politicize Russia calls on the Russia calls, uh, you know, but when something is a life or death situation for even the people that you consider your own supporters, and then you go out there and offer a conspiracy theory quote like that. It's a Democrat hoax. It's a new hoax. Then that plants the seed of distrust in the minds of your people. So rather than them taking the proper precautions, what do they do? They start to call it a Democrat hoax and they stop. They do not comply with social distancing. They think this is... And then they go online and start to scour for all these conspiracy theories. And guess what happens? They die in their tens of thousands. Yeah. Unfortunately for, oh, no, not unfortunately, but fortunately for us, a lot of his supporters are actually, you know, mid heartland people and South. And maybe the, the, the temperature in the South somehow prevents this virus from spreading as fast as it does in more temperate and cooler um, states. So you haven't seen as many deaths as you would, you know, you would have expected to see with without the social distancing that we've, you know, kind of had in in the south here. But generally speaking, I, I, there was a lady I think a few months back, probably in March, late March. She literally typed this lengthy Facebook post about how this is a hoax of the Democrats trying to make the president look bad, right? And that she. And she was not going to do, you know, participate in social distancing and all of that stuff. She died. Her family actually opened up a GoFundMe page for her funeral expenses. Really? Yes. So someone found it. Someone saw her post who knew her and then went back, um, pardon me, saw her GoFundMe page and then went back and looked for her post and snipped the two together side by side saying, this woman actually said this a few weeks back. And within three weeks, she she's dead. And if you look at her, she's white, she's overweight. You know, she, she had all the. You, you look at her, and you're like this prime this, prime candidate for COVID. She's she not mid to late fifties. So yeah. this, this woman is in this in the risk in the in like right in the middle of the risk pool. Yeah. You yeah. know, and she's she died because she believed what the president said. And and so for me, that is the most irresponsible thing any president could do. Extremely you know, irresponsible. His okay. primary responsibility is the protection of his citizens. Yeah. Before anything else. Mm. And this is not doing that. 
Yeah. Okay. You know, it's not. Big, what did you say? Uh, me, it's hard for me to pick one. <laughs> I, I'll group, yeah, I'll group them under like, um, like series of, because there are two main groups that he does. There are two main groups of posts that he does. There's, there are the white identity posts and then there are the partisan posts. To me, anytime he does that white identity post, it is very, very dangerous. It is very harmful and it is ridiculous. Like this man doesn't know how serious white identity pressures are in the country. Every day, people read things about the fact that, oh, the Hispanics, uh, uh, the Hispanic ethnic group is going to take over as the majority group in the U.S., that the minorities are the ones increasing the birth rates, that um, most white people are not giving birth in similar rates as this, and that by 2040, the white majority is going to become the minority. This kind of things provokes native fears. Every time there has been huge uh, social strife in the country, they've played on native fears. The NRA played on native fears of, you know, black criminals to relaunch itself. Abolitionism was fought. Uh, abolitionism was 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 fought with this very identity thing. The KKK grew because of identity thing. The Republican Party grew to what it is today because of this identity That's thing. And and this man thinks it's a joke. It's it's an election gimmick. That's how he plays but it. Like I, I think it's more serious than that. He knows that's how. Yeah, it. yeah. He knows that's how he won, but he doesn't realize that. Like, he did the same thing with these riots. Like, there are, there are, there are like nationalist groups. There are white terrorist groups going around trying to play with these riots, and you are shouting Antifa, Antifa. There were seventeen arrests of white nationalists trying to cause terror. Nobody heard about most of these arrests. He kept on saying Antifa, Antifa. No single violence antifa arrest was made beyond rioting like the disturbing public peace there were terrorists that were being arrested and the most dangerous thing is that some of these terrorists were active military members people in the coast guards people in the national guard people in the army people in the air force and and you know and he's playing politics with it. so that is very very dangerous and uh, of then of of course, there's the partisan thing where even now wearing a mask is yeah. partisan. So there's no redemption. And I'm sorry, like sorry, so and, wearing a mask now, though. Yeah, an intersection of this, but it's too late for some people. Now, let me give you a story about a man called Richard Rose in Ohio. Richard Rose was a war vet, served in Iraq and in Afghanistan. Richard Rose was, by all means, a funny guy. He, you know, he was a funny guy. He was 37 years old. I'm saying he was for a reason. He helped vets in, in suicide prevention. Like he worked in vets suicide uh, prevention, handling people with PTSD. In April, because we, uh, like our contractor here too is also a, a, a vet, um, they had the same views about all this COVID thing that eh, it's all a hoax, it's been overplayed, Find that there might be a virus, but it's been overplayed. So he, there was even one that was like, he's not going to go to Menard's because Menard said they, people should wear masks, that he doesn't like people forcing him to wear a mask. So because of that, he would start shopping in Home Depot. That's our contractor here that is also a vet. So that guy too in Ohio, he was against wearing of masks to him. It was people over 
overplaying the wearing of masks and everything. This guy went to a party sometime in June. Then all of a sudden in July, so end of June, he posts that he's feeling sick. July 1, he was like, man, that he's sitting for a test that he might have COVID. That next thing, and the end, July 2, oh, it's COVID. They've confirmed it's, it's COVID. My breathing is hard. He posts something about the party that he must have gotten it from. That, oh, people, it wasn't too crowded. Nobody was wearing a mask. But, well, it's a bummer that he has COVID, everything. On July 4, somebody says, oh, we announce, it's sad for us to announce the death of Richard Rose. He died on July 4. This is a vet. Wow. And anti Google him in Ohio, Richard Rose. Then the president wears a mask July 3 or what? Or no, sorry, July 7 or 8, the president wears a mask. It's too late for people like Rose. Yeah. Like simple messaging could have saved lives. If anybody tells me that, oh, it's not the president's fault, simple messaging. Simple messaging. You could have worn a MAGA mask for crying out loud. It will still annoy Democrats that you are. It will annoy Democrats that you are politicizing things, and they will make noise. But you are wearing that mask. Well, I want to. I want to add to that. This message. is simple. Wear the mask and message and. So if if you if you actually think back to when the Lysol thing came out, right? The 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 poison. Control department in you know in yeah, New speaking York. about when he said yeah he said had an sick. uptick in calls from people trying to confirm if it's okay. So that tells you the extent to which people believe See, the words I, of the president. Let me just say I had like a friend. I'm not going to share this thing now in my class group because you know I'm talking about her. So but like um, she tried to post something justifying what the president said this is an intelligent person shared the fact that in oral anesthetics and in some iv drugs showed some things showed some uh disinfectants that were dead she was like yeah then why is everybody getting angry that all these viruses all all these vaccines all these um iv drugs that they have disinfectants i'm like wow. it's not to disinfect it's to prevent fungi from growing and if wow. you have a lot of those disinfectants it's going to kill the person before any of those iv drugs that those things wow. are so minute that this is the, the, so, but somebody went out of her way wow. to justify what the president said that the texts of his speech are far-reaching. Yeah, and they they have no respect for educational level or yeah. poverty or class. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to get into a different aspect of this political discussion now. But before we get there, I'm going to ask us to take a quick break, and then we come back and continue the discussion. Okay, guys, refill your drinks if you need to. Mm. Baby, you, Sandalili, you, Angelina, one day, one you, oh, baby girl, go, go, make me go, and I will need to enter, enter and surrender. One plus one is equal to me and you Nobody be do and do one like you did too Five plus six, what is meant to be you Nobody be do and do one like you did too 
no go go catch up. Look at your sexy waist. Go make me turn it. All right, guys, welcome back. Okay, now we're going to get to a, an interesting discussion now about what you foresee, what you think needs to happen for Trump to get out of office and what you think is going to happen. First of all, I'd like to ask, if you are Biden right now, who would you look to? Or if you can't give me a name, what would be the character or the race or the persona of the person you choose to be your vice president? I'll start with Biggie this time. Uh, well, um, he has boxed himself into a corner by saying it has to be a woman. Yeah. And then he's losing white women. He's losing a lot of white women that could have been vice president because of their ties to some things that, um, especially like someone like Chloe Butcher that was in the running because Chloe Butcher would draw the suburban white, white women that uh, Will was talking about that she might have drawn them towards Biden more. But don't you think, but Chloe Butcher kind of said that she thinks that this is a moment where it has well, to be. African American. Yeah. No, well, yeah, she will, she will, she will say that just to boost. Nobody wants want to be VP now. Like every everybody wants to be VP, so like she 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 was probably thinking about it until the Floyd thing happened, yeah. and you know she has ties to the Minnesota Attorney General's office, and that wasn't that did not help her at all. So she quickly knocked out herself like they're going to bring back all these things and it's going to cause problems so she for this for the health of the ticket she knocked herself out so now i'm thinking like biden might go for a less fiery um uh someone that won't push um everyone away like some demographics away and still draw some so i'm thinking like the safe bet is still looking like lance bottoms even though she's not experienced in that kind of we're gonna get there who, who did you say biggie lance bottoms okay yeah because she came out for him so early against what everybody said she has always been there she has always been this thing so um just for, that you, just for the sake of people that might not know who that is, can you just talk about uh, that's that's the Atlanta mayor? Okay, that's the Atlanta mayor. So like that, uh, that's that that gets um, some kind of voters. I, I don't care if anybody says it's identity politics. All politics in the U.S. these days is identity politics. So it it gets the the black votes and some other. Um, I a black moderate woman. Yeah. Okay. Black moderate woman. Will, what do you say, Will? You know, I, I agree with that, Lance Bottoms' uh, comment. The, the the fundamental mistake that um, Biden made was boxing himself in, saying, you know, mm -hmm. tying him, basically acclimating himself to a woman. Because there are, there are, you know, a great number of, you know, moderate Democrats out there that would also, that are men, that, that the, you know, the white women yep. may still look up to. Yep. Um, like, Amy sure I, like I, I, like I, um, Boy, so let's, uh, Sam, I've actually joined a blank now, but there, there are a few guys, give okay. me, give me a minute. I'll, I'll run All through right. my, okay. but generally going back to, to Klobuchar, Klobuchar, I didn't like for just for one thing and that's, um, you know, how she ran the, the DA's office back when she was a 
prosecutor in, you know, you know, in, in the past. However, um, I think that would be a good candidate, probably a good VP pick for him. And I think she would draw out a lot of um, moderates. The the but but the other thing though is Kamala Stacey Abrams. Honestly, I don't I don't think are good picks. Um, I don't think so. Kamala maybe she might pull a few liberal women. I don't think the conservatives will come out for you know the when I when I say conservative, I'm talking about the the middle of the road conservatives. So conservatives who are not far right. You know, the women, those who are able to swing back and forth between the left and the right when they vote. I don't think Kamala has the 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 the, um, the gravitas to pull those women out. Um, however, Amy could do that. And, when I, and the gravitas for the white for the white um, block of, of women on that uh, middle of the road, uh, Republican slash Democrats. Yeah. And then, and and then finally, for for Stacey Abrams, I think she's too new on the scene. You know, she ran for governor, albeit unsuccessfully. Uh, she doesn't have that natural rec- that national name recognition like every like Kamala has. Or Kim yeah, Kong. I think that would be a naive choice. So, but I I think it would be it'd be a naive choice, even though she's on the you know the bol- the polling. On list for you know biting supporters to pick from. I, I think it'd be a mistake to pick Stacey Abrams. That's just sure. You know, for you... me, I, I like her. I like her kinky hair. I think she, I think she's a very formidable leader. But yeah, she might do more harm than good. Sure. I would have chosen uh, Kamala, Kamala, whatever you say, Kamala Harris. Um, but I I don't know. I I think the best. I'm thinking of a candidate that can pull everyone together. Um, I personally think Kamala Kamala could be a divisive figure, and could yeah, be able me too. Even amongst blacks, I think she yeah, might be divisive, yeah. divisive because yeah, that's thing too. with DA, DA is always, as a prosecutor. Yeah, it's, it's always but trust. I think no people. I think honestly, at this point, people would overlook so many things because Trump is such a polarizing figure. I think not, Michelle. Michelle Obama might be a good choice, but people, I don't know. I, I cannot trust, I cannot trust people to, because I cannot trust the Trump disaffection to be enough to drag some people out. Like, even Kanye announcing that he was going to run, some people started saying, oh, that they might actually vote for, I'm like, is that a joke or what? what is wrong with you? They were like, yeah, you know, because all these, you know, Democrats, they are just remixing old white men for us. And this is somebody that posts very woke stuff and it was a Sanders person, though. They are just looking for every single excuse not to vote for Joe Biden. So those kind of people, they are very dangerous. You can't count on them. But Like, if there's no other choice, they will still vote for Joe Biden. But anytime they are presented with anything that looks like something they can justify, they will go and vote for it. And Elizabeth Warren is too far left, so that would have been my choice. But nah. polarizing. Wanted to go unconventional, right? And also to pick up, you know, votes on the Republican side. He could have actually. I know this is not possible, but a Mitt Romney as a running mate could have wow. gotten him some good. 
that's a good call. Man. That's a good call. Yeah, but yeah, it's too yeah. late now. He boxed himself in. I'm telling you that wow. Joe Biden, Joe Biden did some things to really infuriate me during that thing. That he was so unsure of himself in that debate that he went and said <laughs> he, he did not need to say that. He did not need to say that. He did not need to say that. He did not. No, but but everything but, was going for him. He but you could say, say that. that. You could say that though. But then. With the backdrop of the current Black Lives Movement, I think he will still have had to say he has to be a black person. So in well, the I hindsight, see, I still understand a black person. Like you can easily fish out. Okay, some, not necessarily a woman. Yeah, yeah like. So, but he could have also said he definitely has a bunch of, you know, because. women. African American. Yes. Don't, don't put yourself in a box. Don't that's that's a gap. That's a gap. Yeah. You know? Okay. All right. So we've, I think, um, what's her name? Lance Bottoms has the most votes on this podcast. Um, some people have had honorable mentions, but I think that's the one. Okay. What do you think needs to happen? For me, I think that, I think this, this might be, this might seem strange. I think that I, I, I do, I'm not sure how to put this. I think the less Biden says, the better, is what I think. I think you should just let everybody do the work. Just, I mean, you always have to speak at some point, but just lay back and let everybody, let go to, make sure, don't make those mistakes that Hillary made. Don't take any states for granted. Those, go to those places. Don't, don't try and be politically correct, just talk, just go there and talk. Exactly. I think when he tries to be smart and sharp, then he starts making mistakes. Just go there and have a chat. Just go right I think up. so far, it's, it's working for him. It's they working. Don't, they shouldn't polish him up too much. Like that yeah, thing that he, yeah. he confronted the union guy that I called the guy like a piece of shit or yes. something like that. I liked it. Yes, be natural. Like you, yeah. like he was like, this guy is not going to vote for me, so why is he pretending? You are he blasted the guy. You are a piece of shit. <laughs> like you are just telling lies. And like, that's why, that's why I like the guy. Iron workers will, 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 will tell you that, oh, wow, like that's a politician being real because that is what they said about Trump. Trump, yeah, which is another thing that annoys me about what people say about Trump. He said something, you are like, he's being real. He comes out to say that's not what he meant, and you are like, he's still being real, like <laughs> either way. Yeah, so I think that's what he needs to do. I think, yeah, what do you yeah, think? he needs to be himself, and then, as you said, I completely agree. He needs to talk less, so you shouldn't give people for that to come and attack exactly. you with. just keep it's, it simple it's it's the kind of talking too much that made him box himself in yeah concerning his yeah. VP. so right now when people come and tell you oh what do you think about defund the police don't give an answer start saying start long wind start wind this wind this patient yeah, that don't have an answer or just, just say just we're say, thinking say, about it we're thinking about say, a few options that's it say say see like Defund the police, defund proper health, defund all these things that, first of all, let's shift the slogans aside. We need yeah. police reform. We need to spend more money. Up. Just say that and move on. So, you know, these things, we're going to handle them. We need your vote first. When we win, we'll trust this. Start saying things like that. So people will want get, to win I'll, first. I'm going to get the best brains in the land to come up with a exactly. good to do this. Exactly. Yeah. 
But Biden is not Obama, man. Biden is not um, that. Yeah, that was what. So that's that's that nothing again. Biden should not try to be Obama. People voted for Obama because Obama was Obama. Just be Biden, and people that liked Obama will like Obama liked you. So you must be cool. Yeah. Do it like that. Don't try to be. It's not going to work. Will. It's not going to work. It, the, if, if I could offer my advice to the Biden campaign, I, I probably. They're listening. Trust me, they're listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, um, well, one of the things that I would have done if I were running um, and, and I'm the presumptive nominee would be even though we're in lockdown quarantine mode, right? I would still want to give people the impression that I am coming to their states to yes. solicit their votes. Yeah. So I would right now be on a road trip. I would go to you know Michigan, find a historic location there, have a small, well socially distanced crew, have my cameras up, and have a you know a scripted dialogue with people. Then I will replace. I will replicate that same gathering in Youngstown, Ohio, you know, in Pennsylvania, you know, um, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Yeah, you political strategists. Yeah, you need to start going around. And show so people that even though I cannot campaign and pull big crowds and because I care about your safety and the safety of my, you know, my, my electorate, yeah. I also want to, you know, accord you the respect of me coming to solicit your vote in your state. And I will blast every social media, every television yeah, network, yeah. those gatherings. Tell people, send your questions. Somebody yeah, read these questions, you know, do everything. If you can't come, send the questions. Yeah. Tell people, send your questions in. Yeah, and should, you should email them. Sample a few questions out. And, and I would read the person's name on live. You know, we got this question from David. From, you know what? You know, I, think, I think they may be playing that, but they might just be waiting a bit too see. No, like, he does it's, small ones, like, I know he, he was in one. Ohio recently or something, so he does those small things, but he does not publicize it enough. He needs to publicize it enough, so people will know that, oh, Biden yeah. is going around. He's going to, even if I, it's by Zoom that I'll get him on this thing, fine, but at least he is still in my states and things like that. Go to factories. Yeah. If Trump goes to factories, go to factories too. Go to factories, talk. Talk to the heads of the union. Talk Just to. Just do what Trump did. Uh, talk to yeah, exactly. Talk to teachers' union. At least their head can meet you and one or two selected and teachers. Way, go way to all these workers. Is very scripted. Yeah, I'm, go to I'm grocery there. stores. Socially talk to essential workers in social distance yeah. stores. Talk yeah. to them, thank them for working, do all those things. I think it's not too late, though. I think there's. Yeah, it's not too late. There's a lot of time. And there's a lot of time. What what, what do you think? VP first. Yeah, what, that's true. That's that. true. That's true. What do you think the role of the AOCs and the more uh, far left leaning folks? What do you think their role? Uh, what role do you think they have to play in this well, in winning? Well, they think? should drag. They need to drag the far left crowd onto the to the ballot box because I'm not even sure a lot of far left people actually go out and vote. I think more of the time they are so much into activism that they don't remember to do any other thing apart from votes in the uh, uh, well, vote for any particular candidate that they like that they don't look at the bigger picture.
all they want to do is vote for the smaller thing. Oh, this is my person. If it's not there, I am not interested. We have been seeing less of that, but we can't just believe that is going to happen now that that we can't just trust people. They have to do the work in getting those people with similar ideologies at them to the ballots. Yeah. So tell them that fine, he's not the person we wanted, but we are going to shift him more left. We right. cannot shift him left until he wins. So he has to win first before we now start shifting him left. I so know. Those policies will be shifted left. It's not a zero-sum game. Let him win first. You know, Let him win I first. I think, yeah. to, to add to that, um, Biggie, I think the, the left is failing at one thing, marketing. Mm-hmm. And that marketing failure is losing them their extreme left-wing vote. What do I mean by that? So if every time Trump goes out, he has maybe three or four core buzz topics that he will touch on. Something that is white identity related. Something that is economics related. You know, something that is Supreme Court related and something that is fundamental to the religious people like abortion. He would always, it at Every stump speech and, and every time he will touch on those things. Mm. The left so, should, should build something like that for Biden. Go out, even if, even if you don't believe in the Green New Deal, use those words in your speeches so that the far left would hear it and be like, oh, Biden is talking about the Green New Deal. He's That means he is actively considering it. Yeah. It's but, that's but you're, but you're talking you're talking from a far left um, perspective. I think Biden is center left, and his his threat honestly he's appealing. He's right now he's appealing to a lot of independents and and center right um, Republicans, and I think if if he appeals. The, his base is his base is moderate yeah, Democrats. So I want to say this 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 thing. Like I always tell my friends that first of all, like from what I have observed about the US, that the US is a bit center or towards shifting a bit towards the right. That's how the US is fundamentally that that's the biggest voting block in the US. That people are either center or a bit to the right, they are slightly conservative. Yeah. in a lot of ideology that's how most americans are now something happens that makes them shift either to the i uh, either more to the right or a bit more to the left it depends another thing another fundamental thing is that the republican base is much simpler than the democratic base the democrats are made up of several identity groups yeah. like they are it's like the way Let's use like race for for example, or like ethnicity. The re- Republican base is like blacks. Like blacks is more homogeneous. When you say blacks in America, it's more homogeneous than when you say Hispanic. The Hispanics, they are very oh, far left Hispanics. They are very conservative Hispanics. They are racist Hispanics, and they are very liberal. Like they are very anti-racist Hispanics. It's not just one. They are Hispanics that hate other Hispanics. Mm-hmm. Like they look down on other. You have them a lot. It's less common amongst. Uh, it's very, it's less common under blacks and, and this and that. That's exactly how this is. There are Democrats that actually hate 
other kinds of Democrats. Like there are centrists that dislike leftists as being lazy, and then there are leftists that there are very far left people that hate centrists as being almost re Republican sellout. or sellouts. Yeah, so you have that. You don't have. Republicans, we are, we are one. All we do is, what do we do? We hate Democrats. What do we do? We don't like abortion. We don't like this thing. We are for Jesus. We are for Trump. So it's very easy for you to sell a message to, it's very easy to sell a message to your base when your base is very simple. The good thing about this is that this base is not as big as we think it is. So that's why I will, uh, me, I, I, I do not really buy into this message for Biden shifting too far to the left. But, but I'm not suggesting that he shifts, though. No, yeah, but the main thing is market to those people. Yeah, the, so the, it's it's all about marketing. Yeah, that's why he needs them AOC to help him talk. If he goes to say that thing, Republicans are going to use it against him and draw like the market fear the most is fear. Even it's it's that fear of Sanders policies that actually got Biden in. Let's be honest. Yep. Right. No, people wait, wait, are wait, people, sorry, say that again. That, it's, okay, it's that fear of some of Sanders' policies that yeah, got yeah, yeah. Biden in. People like people are afraid. See, people fear that people fear huge changes. People mm. like changes coming gradually. That's why when even Repo Republicans don't really sell change the way you you think they sell change. They sell niceties. Then when they get in, boom, they do whatever beastly thing. People forget that Trump, at one time before the election, Trump was messaging universal health care. Yes. People forget that at one time he was messaging universal health care. His base was like, yeah, he's not going to do it. They knew he was not going to do it. They were like, he's not going to do it. But they got independence and some reasons were like, oh, he's not as bad as people are saying he is. He's thinking about universal health care. Marketing. Yeah. So, but mm -hmm. if Biden, if, if, if Biden does that, those same independents, that 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 we're like he's thinking about uh, universal healthcare. They would not say, "Oh, but universal healthcare is going to raise my taxes." Trump cut taxes. I rather stick with Trump. So there's a problem trying to get inertia when status quo is paying some people. Yeah. Like this 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 the status quo benefits some people in some way. They don't like COVID, but their taxes aren't going up. So yeah. if you want to sell them something you have to hammer down on the covid and be silent on the taxes that's why you need other people messaging for you he can't yep. go and do all the messaging he needs other people to message that's why i was saying that them ocasio and the words that the ones i can sell it that see we have our foot in the door he listens to us yeah because there were some things that she was saying earlier that didn't really make sense. And that thing made me get angry with that. When Sanders was in the lead and everything, she was like, it's only in America that she would be in a party with someone like Joe Biden. You don't say things like that when you are trying to get, you cannot dislike one president so much and now doing civil war when you're already in a losing position you have to be in a winning position before you start yeah, I making think, a I think at that time they were like still thinking that there's a chance yeah but you have to be in a winning yeah. position to make things like that yeah. people that were people that were for Biden were not dismissive of Sanders they were trying to still eat into some of his votes and eat into some of his policies yep. they did not come out and try to savage him they did not come out and try to savage him even the issue of Joe Biden's dementia was started by some Sanders people that this man is dementia this man is slow. Yeah. This man is full yeah. of gaps. 
So when you start hurting yourselves like that, it translates onto a bigger stage. You have to have this unity that no matter what Biden says, we don't care. We just want to get in first. When we exactly, get in first, we and, that's one thing, and that's one thing that the Republicans do far. Yeah. Better. So Democrats have not been doing that enough. That see, the goal is winning, and, 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 I, and I think it comes down to crystallizing the Democrats' message into mm -hmm. simple policy. Simple, yeah. Just like abortion, religion, and taxes. Yeah. Crystallize your message so simply. That everybody can rally behind those simple. Because man, every day on Twitter is a civil war. Like J.K. Rowling and the others that said we were tired of cancel culture. They started civil war. I was reading Republicans or conservatives that's, that's telling a, them. That's, a, that's an entire the podcast same, in itself. The, the, yeah, same it is. It yeah, is. the same Republicans that were saying they hate cancel culture, they were not trolling. Democrat uh, liberals that were against cancel, they were not trolling liberals that didn't like council culture i'm like this just shows how weird the country is. i know yeah i know at any time okay we're, we're going to round up now i'm going to ask you for predictions and i'm going to demand that each of you put 50 dollars on the line that will go to your favorite charity you're going to put 50 dollars on the line on who you think will win this election this is really simple it's one of two choices binary options um will who wins, Trump or Biden? I don't want to hear any stories. I don't want to hear if, if, if this and that. There's no caveats. Who wins? Biden wins. Biden wins in November. Biden wins in November. But, but it's it's not going to be by a landslide margin. It's going to be a narrow margin. I was going to ask. You think he wins the electoral and popular? I think he, I think he wins electoral. I think he wins popular vote. Okay. But his margin is going to be slim. Okay. Shay. I think it's going to be Biden by 10 points. It's going to be a landslide. Um, wow. I think he, I think I, you guys are going to be shocked because I think people are tired. There's that I, I really think people have Trump fatigue. Um, they're so done with this. This guy will never win. It's, it's just too much. He can't win. Grabbing people by the pussy, doing this, he can't win. Okay, Biden, 50 bucks on Biden. Biggie. Um, the power of the incumbency. I think Trump wins with a lot of complaints about vote rigging and and all sorts of things like Russians vote rigging, bad machines, all that, <laughs> COVID, people taking advantage of COVID, long voter lines, electoral crimes up and down, but he wins and the Supreme Court affirms the win despite all the Ojoro. Okay. I'm putting my 50 bucks on Donald Trump winning for the same reasons that Biggie mentioned. I think that is going to be a big to do about what happened, and there will be a long inquest. I think he will be president. He will remain president for a while, while they're checking stuff and all these things. And then in the end, he will just continue. I don't know how that works um, institutionally, but I think that's going to be the case. So, okay, so we have two saying Biden and two saying Trump. Personally, I would say I hope I'm wrong. But like I said at the beginning. At this point, I really don't give. I don't give too much of a poop about Trump winning or not. <laughs> yeah. Even if, even if Trump wins, I still have my cremas. <laughs> Simple. I mean, I, I mean, there's always cremas, so <laughs> it's my happy place. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. I think we've had a good discussion. I think um, 
I've gotten there are a few things we didn't get to because there's just not enough time to talk about Trump and his madness. But I think this is good. I think we'll be back here on what, what day is election? November what? Is, oh, is it three? Oh, okay, three. Okay, I think somewhere around the tenth. After you've had time to mourn Biden's loss, let's celebrate. <laughs> we'll come here and we can talk about it again. But guys, it's been great having you guys here. I hope you had as much fun as I did. I hope that yes, you sir. Thanks for having us. Time. Yes. I hope you stay safe. I hope everything is good with you guys and your family. I wish you well, and I hope to see you soon and speak to you guys soon. Take care, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Blowing on smoke like a chimney. Them boy, the band on the hinges. Turn up that, 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 turn up that. Blowing on smoke like a chimney. Them boy, the band on the hinges. Turn up that, she ain't feeling it. I had the baby girl feeling me. Say she wanna be my queen. I put that bitch in my queen. Well, there you have it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Jack's Chill Vibes. It was fun having you guys listen. It was fun having my friends around. Um, I'll catch you guys soon on the next episode. Till then, stay well, stay safe. Every now, I'm in a joke.